Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? And it's good to be in the house of the Lord of a bunch of warriors. Come on. That's what I'm saying. All right. Wow. Can we all agree we've had quite a week? <laughs> Woo! It's like, hold on, strap on your helmets, here we go. But I tell you what, we have been created and made for such a time as this. Can I get an amen? I mean, come on. It's just getting fun. So I want to talk to you this morning about everything that's been happening, but I'm going to share a dream with you first. And here's the deal. You cannot get offended at me because I have no control over what God says, okay? I'm just the receiver, and then I give it to you. I'm like the delivery system. You can't shoot the volunteer, okay? <clears throat> so, I had this dream. Uh, some of you, have, how many of you have seen my, uh, I did a Facebook Live thing. How many of you have seen it? Okay, a lot of you, but a lot of you haven't, so I, it bears repeating. Um, it has actually got uh, re-posted re, uh, by Benny Johnson, and so one day I was like, what is happening to my social media? I mean, it just blew up overnight. Anyway, she was like, you know, this is really a great, uh, not just a great dream, but the uh, uh, and just so encouraging, but a lot of what we feel like the Lord is saying through that, she was just saying it was really encouraging. But you know, there's some not very nice people that follow her on social media, and now they're following me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, haters are gonna hate, but so, um, all right, the dream. So on, on now, now a lot of people have been asking me through through this year that it has been you know exhausting. I mean, let's be honest. Like you know, on November fourth, how many of you wanted to go crawl into your bed and say, "All right, I just need like a week to sleep," because I'm so tired right now. So. Um, through the year, people have been saying to me, you know, what do you feel like the Lord is saying? What is the Lord saying? What is the Lord saying about the election, about blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't know. He hasn't said anything to me. So this went on and on and on. And um, finally, on October 25th, um, he gave me a dream. And in the dream, um, it is November 4th in the dream. And I'm standing on a stage with Donald Trump. And, um, and I can see all of America... And I can see that there's a huge red wave or a huge wave of elections that are going towards Trump. And it's historic. It's very significant. And then I saw that um, all of a sudden there was a shift. Um, and I saw two groups uh, where their votes were being canceled or their votes were being uh, taken away. <clears throat> and that was the black community and the independents. And as I began to see this, Trump turned and he started walking off of the stage. And when he turned to start walking off of the stage, I knew that this was going to be a contested election. Now, again, this is October 25th. So um, uh, by the time he got off the stage, I knew that he had won. And so there was a series of events that happened. Um, um, something happened with the votes that was uh, fraudulent, and then 
I saw him turn and I saw contending and then I saw him be victorious, okay? So that's what I said when I released it, okay? Now, I want to tell you something. Had the Lord given me a word about Biden, I would have released that as well. Because I don't have a dog in this hunt. I am a messenger of the Most High God, and I release what he gives to me. So, I have to tell you, I, prophets don't choose sides. We're just obedient, and we're on the side of God. God gets to decide who he chooses to lead his people. And it could be Obama, or it could be Biden, or it could be Trump, or it could be, you know, you get where I'm going. So, so again, I don't, I, we don't get to decide. We actually, that's one area where we don't get a vote, right? We just say, yes, sir, and we do what he tells us. Um, but I believe that this is a great teaching scenario for this church because God is raising you up to be an army, not an audience, okay? So if you're here, I expect you to follow me as I follow Christ, so I'm expecting certain things, which is when everything begins to shake, you stand on the word of God and you remain steady in the storm. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 says this, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So that's just a very interesting concept. That God, who created the heaven and the earth and everything in it, would not do anything in the earth unless he tells his prophets. <clears throat> Why? Because he set up the earth. He created the earth. So you got these six days where he worked and he created the earth. He created a system within the earth that works. And then on the seventh day, he rested, right? And he, he said this. Now, when he created man, I want you to take dominion and I want you to subdue the earth. I want you to take dominion, okay? This is all about dominion, okay? And so you're created by God to take dominion. This is not for somebody that has a microphone to take dominion, but every single one of us have been created by God to do exactly that. Now, this system is built on words. Because Adam was taking dominion in the garden when he was given the job of naming the animals, okay? Now think about that for a minute. So, so it's your job to name the animals. Well, there's a lot of animals out there. So I would presume that maybe it was more than a couple of years or whatever. But I have this now. I want to pause here for a minute because this is, this is Tracy speaking. This is not the word speaking. This is, I'm, 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 I'm presuming this, okay? I want, but I want to still float it out there to you. So Adam is naming things, which means that he is speaking something into existence and calling it what it is from heaven on earth, right? On earth as it is in heaven. So he's calling it something. And because of what he's calling it, it becomes what he says. 
So let's say, for example, God created the horse, okay? And he's looking at that horse, and he's like, okay, you're going to be a horse. But then he looked at another horse, and he said, but you know what? He's sitting there, and he's dreaming with God, and he's having revelation with God, and he said, oh, you're right, God. A striped horse. That would be awesome. Let's call that a zebra. Still a horse, but yet different. And oh, wait, let's not stop there. What if we had this horse with a cross on its back? What if we created this horse that was called a donkey and it could be used to haul things that had a strong back, short legs, could climb over mountains? Do you see where I'm going? And so he, what is he doing? He's naming things and they are becoming what he names them. God spoke the earth into existence, which means it did not exist and then it did because the word is creative and has a creative nature. So all of the universe has to come into alignment with the word that is spoken. You guys know this. I'm preaching to the choir, right? So Moses delivered God's people from Egypt. How? Through the word, right? So he's having this burning bush encounter, and he's the God's telling him, "Hey, you know, I'm sending you back now." I mean, let's get a let's get some revelation on this because he's like old, and he lives in the desert. There's probably no veggies there. I mean, so what is he doing? Eating lamb, sheep, thistles. I don't know, but he's old, okay? So he's standing there having the burning bush. The, 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 the bush is talking to him. It's not being consumed by the flames. And, and he says, Moses, Moses, I want you to go deliver my kids, and I want you to be my mouthpiece. And Moses is like, uh, well, that's going to be a problem because I, I have a stutter, and so God says, all right, look, I'm going to, your brother Aaron is going to come. He's going to come out here into the wilderness, and the two of you are going to go back to Egypt, and you're going to tell Pharaoh what I tell you to tell him. So Moses would get the word of the Lord, and then Aaron would repeat it. Now, hear what I'm saying to you here. Moses, the prophet, would get the word of the Lord, and then he would tell Aaron, and Aaron would repeat it. Okay. So when a prophet releases a word, what you do is you stand on the word, especially when you see more than one prophet saying the same thing. All right, so in Exodus chapter 6, verse 29, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. All right, now, did, did God say, I'm going to send an army? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to deliver them, and, and we're going to go to war. No. I mean, think about how many of, of, of the, the, the nation of Israel, how many of them there were, and he's got to extract them. This is their workforce. This is how they make their money. These are the guys that are building everything. They're actually just going to let 
their workers go, it would be like us saying, you know what, we don't need anybody in our factories anymore. Just everybody, you know, some guy comes here and says, you know, you're going to set all those people free. And everybody that works in the factories and in the fields and everybody that's growing food, everybody gets to leave and go to another nation. And you're like, well, that probably would cause some heartache to our nation, right? So he doesn't send an army, but what he does is he sends a man with a word. Well, okay, he did have a staff, so that was awesome. He said to them, set my people free. Let's look at Exodus chapter 8, verse 20. And the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. And then say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. That word actually means to worship. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of fly and also on the ground in which they stand. Ew, it's so gross. I mean, I hate flies. John can tell you, if there is a fly in my house, I am like, I've got the fly swatter out and I am on a hunt to kill that thing. I killed a fly on somebody the other day that was just sitting on them and whap. And I was like, I got it with my bare hands. Swarms of flies. I mean, I can't even imagine the larvae. I mean, where did these flies come from? I mean, it's just so gross, right? I know, right? <laughs> but here's what happens. The, those flies showed up. Those flies showed up. And they showed up to the Egyptians, but they did not show up in God's their, and their households. So everything in Goshen was protected, but the people of the land where he was trying to extract his people out of, they had flies. The word of the Lord is more powerful than any other word. Let me, let me give you an example. So you've got Moses there, and he's got his staff, and the Lord tells him, cast your staff down, and it became a snake. And Pharaoh said, oh, that's no big deal. Watch this. And he brings his magicians out. His magicians do the same thing with their staffs, and they become a snake. Except God's snake ate their snake. And I'm telling you, we are in a spiritual war right now. I don't know about you, but yesterday, I mean, I could feel the spiritual battle happening. And it was like, my people, what's happening is that when you have a lie that just gets thrown upon you, you have to stand against that lie and proclaim the word of the Lord. And the snake of God will eat the snake of deception. Come on. Paul said in Ephesians 6 that, 6 that when you've done everything to stand, we were singing it this morning, you've got to stand therefore. You've got to continue to stand until you see the word fulfilled. You have to push. You have to push. You have to push. You keep praying until something happens. The cloud of his glory. Prophecy is not just entertainment. 
Now, it's fun to get a prophetic word. You're like, ooh, boy, prophetic word. And, you know, here's the thing about a prophetic word. God gives a prophetic word so you know how to hang on to handlebars because it's about to get rough. And you've got something to hold on to. You know, when a prophet comes over to me and he's like, oh, i got a prophetic word. And he just prophesies. And you're like, promotion, promotion, promotion. You're like, oh, I know what that means. I've been doing this long enough that I know I'm about to go into a wilderness. And I'm going to need that word. But prophecy is not just to give you hope. Prophecy is not just to let you know what's happening. I mean, one of my words that I posted on, on, on YouTube got 250,000 hits. Why? Because people are saying, I want to know, what are the prophets saying? What's going to happen after this? Which is what God tells us to do in Revelation 4. Come up here, and I'll tell you what's going to come. Right? And God tells his prophets, because this. He is partnering with his prophets, so his prophets will prophesy, and because his word is in the land again, that will come to pass what is said by God's people. On earth as it is in heaven, through these words we take dominion. God is saying, where are my governmental people that will rule with me? Where are my people that no matter what they see in the natural, they will believe my word and not what others are saying? <clears throat> what does the enemy come in to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. What is the enemy still doing today? Kill, steal, and destroy. But this is on a massive level. And I tell you that as America goes, so the world is going to go. We are the last bastion of liberty in the earth. And if America falls, we will be under the rulership of a one world government. That is why this is so critical, and God, through his mercy and his kindness, is waking up his people so that they will take their position and begin to release his word. So that the gates of hell do not stand against us. I am telling you, I am looking with my eyes at an army of warriors who have the word of the Lord and the sword of the Lord, and they are running into the battle, fearlessly saying, I don't care what I see, and I don't care what everyone else says. God has spoken, and until God says something different, we're going to stand on what God has said. <clears throat> when the disciples were crossing, remember when Jesus said to the disciples, he said this in Luke, um, no, not Luke, Mark 4, sorry, Mark 4, verse 35. Jesus is with his disciples, and he says to them, let us cross over to the other side, right? Right? Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, 
and the other little boats also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the storm, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, saying, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and then he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, saying to one another, Who can this be that the wind and the sea obey him? Let me tell you something. The word of God that is in you is as powerful as the word of God that was in Jesus. The word of God that is in you is as powerful as the word of God that was in Jesus. And he said to them, why are you afraid? He wasn't rebuking them because they didn't know how to rebuke the storm. He was rebuking them because they didn't believe when he said to them, we're going to the other side. They forgot that he said he's sleeping because he knows his destination. He knows where he's going. He told them, we are going over there. The Lord has spoken, and even though the storm rises up against the word, God and his saints can speak to the storm and command peace to come in it so that they go across safely. Now, I'll tell you, they would have gotten there even though they had been tossed about and they were taking on water. They still would have gotten there. Because God's word will not return void. He's looking for a people that will believe him no matter what the cost. <clears throat> Remember, Paul told Timothy, I want you to war with the prophecies that were given to him. He didn't say, I want you to go to battle. When, when, when Peter, was it P I think it was Peter and Silas that was taken into prison, remember? And they, they are there, and you didn't see his people, his friends, his prayer warriors, his, his community take up arms and go break them out of prison. No, they began to get into a place of intercession and prayer, and they began to release the word of the Lord and declare that they would be set free. God sends an angel. Why? Because the word was in the land and the, and the whole place shook and they got set free. Come on. This is how we live. Like I said, it's getting fun. But you've got to have the word of the Lord in your mouth. And you have to refuse to not, to, to not bow to that. Now, I could have said, hey guys, I got it wrong. I didn't get it wrong. I'm telling you, I did not get this wrong. I am repeating what I heard. And God is not a liar. Even though it doesn't look that way, I don't care. And listen, this isn't my first time at this party. I mean, this is my life. I live this. We should live this. We live the, we are the people of the impossible. We are the people that are on earth as it is in heaven. If it's on earth, it's not faith.
Jesus told the disciples he was going to be crucified. And then God was going to raise him on the third day. Remember? And they like, I mean, he said it like several times. Not like you could miss it. But it's like somehow they missed it. So where are they after the crucifixion? Well, they're all hanging out. I mean, hiding out. But there was one person that remembered and believed. Mary, a woman. What happens? She goes to the cave. She goes to the tomb. And what is she doing? She knows she's about to see him. She goes with expectancy because she remembers the word. And she believed the word. And she knew he was about to show up again. And what happens? He shows up. And she's like, teacher, it's you. Okay, so I'm here. And, uh, and he's like, okay, so you need to go get all of the guys out of the cave. Because they're all hiding out. And you need to go tell them what you're seeing. So she runs and tells them. And then, of course, they, they end up having a great reception later. But anyway, the point is, I want to be like Mary. I want to be the one that believes and shows up to the party. I want to be the one that says God is going to raise this whole situation from the dead. And I'm going to be the one that stands in the midst of all of that, declaring it and partnering with his word. Because at the end of the day, I'm telling you something. I would rather be accused of believing too much than not believing enough. I mean, I can't tell you how many of um, Benny Johnson's followers are like... But I know it's counterfeit. I know what I'm seeing is not true because it doesn't line up with what I know to be true. Therefore, I can't come into agreement with all of that. And let me tell you something. Now is not the time to be listening to false prophets on the mainstream media. Now is the time to listen to Jesus Christ, the prophet of the Most High God, the one that makes intercession for us and line up with his word and his word alone. And don't let any of this other nonsense take us out of that truth because we are called to be truth tellers. We're truthers, okay? On earth as it is in heaven. And this is going to happen, but he's got to have a company of people that will continue to stand in this hour and press against those snakes of divination that the, that the enemy is trying to swallow up America. Our snake is going to swallow their snake. Can I get an amen? All right, so I want you to go ahead and stand. I want to pray over you. I want to break off weariness. How about that? I did that in 25 minutes. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you in something. I want you to, again, stay off of anything that steals your peace. Man, when I'm standing on a prophetic word, I do not entertain anybody talking to me and telling me something different. Because I need to stay in faith and I need to stay strong. And so don't let any of that nonsense feed your spirit or your soul, okay? Or get you into fear. And that's what was happening yesterday. I mean, just all of the nonsense that was happening. I can't tell you how many people call me. Do not listen to that. Turn your phone off and go to the park. 
We have beautiful weather. Go and start enjoying your life because here's the truth. God has spoken. All you have to do is agree what he said and go on about enjoying your life. Amen? So, Father, I ask in Jesus' name right now that you would release your Holy Spirit in this room. And I ask for the angels to come and begin to minister to us. Every place where we feel weak, every place where we have gotten into fear, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And I command fear to leave your people. And I ask for a fresh dose of faith to come upon us, God, that we can be strengthened in our spirit so that we can run the race in Jesus' name. And everybody said, hallelujah, you are victorious.